going to start recording right now. We're doing Way Off Topic Radio. We're also doing LAW Movie Review, just formerly known as Loitering Wonderland. But uh, here's my theme song here again. Citizens, welcome to Lordy Wonderland episode 70. And what episode is this of Way Off Topic Radio? Any idea? <laughs> I don't keep track of that shit. Who goddamn knows <laughs> is what Frank says. Uh, I put a date on it, and if people see it in the show notes, the very short show notes of this show, it's like a bunch of numbers that nobody really knows what they are. It's a date. You have like a weird, uh, like uh, the Zodiac Killer, <laughs> like his, his scrambling <laughs> notes be... of nonsense. Well, I guess it'll be like one zero two one one seven. You're, you're gonna get that that, that Jake Gyllenhaal. You're gonna get him. It's a Zodiac reference. I, I love Jake Gyllenhaal. <laughs> um, Gil Gyllenhaal. Yo, his sister's Gil, ugly. Gyllenhaal. She is. Speaking of another movie trilogy slash five movie series slash way more than five probably. Anyway, her as Rachel Dawes in Dark Knight. Drives me goddamn nuts. She's such a fucking Ugh. cunt. I hate that bitch. I don't. I don't. I like Maggie Gyllenhaal. Don't get me wrong. It's just her portrayal is such an icy cunt. I hate her. I, I like actively root for her death. I was so mad that you know it was. Well, yeah. No, I was happy she was dead. Yeah. Oh. Spoiler alert. <laughs> yeah, for that <laughs> nine-year-old movie now. Uh, anyway, uh, I, I don't know how to do the intros. We're doing two shows here. So your intros are done for your show. So <laughs> on my show, I'm Phoenix West. Hey, Phoenix. Who are you? Frank Links. <laughs> Thank oh, yeah. Frank. And I'm Frank Links. <laughs> yeah, this is say. kind of That's interesting. Right. This is a... Is this a first? Is this the first time we did this, like, technically? This is like a... Yeah, this like is like a, the Harlem Globetrotters on Scooby-Doo. This is a real <laughs> um, a mishmash of <laughs> of insanity. Uh, I don't know why Speaking that's... Speaking of the Harlan Globe crowd... Why is that the first place my mind went? Uh, but uh, people in Philly remember, I don't know if you do, but the Harlem Globe Trotters played a game against the 76ers on top of the Spectrum's um, uh, roof one time because the roof collapsed. And to prove that the roof was okay... Uh, so people would come into the spectrum again because they were, you know, so they weren't afraid of, you know, getting killed going to a Sixers game. Please tell me which, the, the roof caved in while they're playing. No, no, no. Ah. The, game went, the game went on. The Harlem Globetrotters did the. I was hoping the Washington Generals like bomb the roof or something just to take them down. Finally. Well, I mean, a- a- after that, people had one less thing to worry about. You know, uh, something killing them at a Sixers game in Philly. Why does Philadelphia have to keep upping the ante on being insane? It's it uh, uh, because it, look, it's not it's it's not what's the word um, on purpose. Oh, okay, so it's accidental. Yeah, it's just how we are here. It's this place, this area is cursed. <laughs> it's cursed land. Uh, yeah. It is, man. It, it's cursed. Um, uh, is it cursed evil? because it used to be like the the capital, and now it's like just a uh, left alone? It's pretty much one of the only uh, uh, cities that was ever that was a capital of this country that was 
he literally taken over. Yeah. So congratulations, Philly. You lost. <laughs> Just like your sports teams. But hey, but on Christmas, we're going to murder all of you. <laughs> yeah. Great, great idea, George. <laughs> uh, are we doing, are we doing Die Hard? I, keep, <laughs> I feel like we're way into this episode. We haven't even discussed what we're doing. So, oh, yeah. So the so, uh, movie review, episode 70 for Die Hard, what's the movie? Syncology? I don't know what you call a five movie series. Well, we're just going to go over Die Hard. Uh, well, though, a five, a five, movie thing is an anthology that's it because that if you do 50 movies it's an anthology well we kind of ran into this whole problem when pez and i did that whole alien thing okay where we did all the alien movies and now we have to fucking do alien covenant so how come when no you're right okay i was trying to think of what the alien box set was for it was a four but that was called that was also a quadrology um, yeah, I was thinking that was called anthology as well. After four, yeah, yeah. it's, it's kind of like the orgy thing. Like one's masturbations, two's sex, three's a threesome, four you have a foursome, five's an orgy, or or five. Fuck some. yeah, and then and after yeah, that it's five just an plus. orgy. Yeah, it's just an orgy. Okay, yeah. okay, I'll accept that as long as we five, put it in sexual five, terms. Five. I am willing to move on with it. But uh, we decided we're going to discuss the diehards. Um, I know. Most of them fairly well. One of them we've done on this very show here. I think it's episode five, one of the first episodes ever of Lord and Wonderland. It is terrible, uh, but we'll get there. Frank, you said you've seen A Live Free Die Hard. You're not real familiar with it, and you haven't seen A Good Day to Die Hard. Yeah, I've never seen number five. Number four, the only reason I bothered was Timothy Elephant because yeah. I have a huge man crush on on that. He's, he's a sexy, sexy beast, man. He's a sexy beast, dude. Come on, remember that movie with him and those two girls and the guy in Hawaii? In Hawaii? Yeah, it was him um, was and sex tape? his bitch, uh, and then uh, the other two. I love when you it describe was, movies, by the way. <laughs> nothing Mila, Mila Jonovich was the other girl. Oh, I have no idea what you're talking about. And they were smoking crack on the beach. I don't think this is a movie. I think this is them hanging out on the beach. Anyway, Timothy Lanfant was in it. He got shot in the head, and you know it just skimmed him, so he just you know wrapped his head around, uh, wrapped his head with like a bandana and just... You know, tied it off because he's so <laughs> badass. I don't want to know, know what it was. I don't want any spoilers here. Uh, Die Hard, Frank. Tell me so, yeah. about your experiences with Die Hard growing up. I'm curious. Well, let's see. The first one um, was my first uh, introduction to Die Hard. It was the first one I ever saw since they made that one first. Uh, and I was alive then. So that was cool. Um, I don't know. I hated... Uh, that that was it was actually the first time I was ever introduced to uh, old school rap. Oh yeah, that, you know eighties <laughs> rap. Was it Run DMC I in that? I, I hated it. Yeah, it was. It was a lot of like that sort of shit where it's like it's almost rapping grandmas. Yeah, it's 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 bad. It's necessary to get where they are now, which is also again bad. But you know, there was a good well, period there. Yeah, I I would say they peaked like late '90s, early 2000s. Like Big E started the 
Peak and then Eminem and then uh, it just kind of yeah. When when Kanye when people started taking Kanye like as serious, I was like, okay, it's over. Yeah, it's uh. See, I even go a little further back than that. I go with P Diddy once because I was like, I don't, I don't get it. I don't like him. I don't. I I hate him. I don't hear anything of value here at all. He he needs to stick with producing. And I say the same the same thing about Kanye. Anyway, we're already off topic there. <laughs> Die hard. Well, Bush hates black people. Yeah, he does. He, he remember that he, he <laughs> made the levees you know, fail just because he hates black people. According Mike to, Myers had a look of ah, uh, <laughs> oh yeah. uh, fuck. Uh, <laughs> where do you go from that? <laughs> Apparently, you do nothing for fifteen years, according to Mike Myers. Yeah. Dude, he had a great set of hair, though, That uh, when he did that, though, didn't he? It was a great, just, you know, I, I was jealous of his haircut. I liked it. So die anyway, hard. moving on. Die hard. Die hard. So, uh, yeah, I mean, um, I realized I hate 80s rap. Uh, it sucks. Um, I If I ever meet an Argyle, I'll punch him in the face because, <laughs> you know, uh, I... How can somebody have so much fun with themselves in a limo? I mean, he, he, he makes two phone calls to ladies. He doesn't seem like a ladies' man. His no. name is goddamn Argyle. He he does this this. Actually, this movie's kind of a pioneer for this. I think. I mean, I, mean, I guess it happened a lot in like eighties mall movies, where it was the disconnected eighties slash 90s character. It's in the movie Godzilla, if you remember, with Matthew Broderick, where they have the headphones on, so they and they're playing music, so chaos is just erupting around them, and they don't hear anything, just nothing. And it's like gun... And it's like, here's a little story He's I've like, got to tell. <laughs> like, just listen to the... Yeah, yo, and rocking out. Now, I, speaking of rocking out and shit, I've been noticing something, and this is not racist. I want to preface this, okay? That's what we it say does, before we say something racist, so here we It's go. not racist, though, because it's an actual observation. But can we that, burn all the black... No. <laughs> no. Yeah. Gas, gas chambers was a bad idea. No. There's much uh, more efficient ways. So many more. Um, I've noticed so many people walking down the street, and they're just wrapped. You know, they're, they are they are rhyming their 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 butts off, man. They are having a good time. And I'm it's am I missing a good time or is this something new? Because I don't remember seeing this. I mean, I, I remember the big boom box and they're walk, people walking yeah, down the street. Yeah. You know, I remember the, that. The cutout and shirts. then that went away. Yeah. I feel you like know. black people have a much deeper connection with music than I ever will because they are – when I see black people, like you were mentioning, walking on the street, listening to music, or just, you know, they don't have a care in the world. No. And, and this isn't even a racist thought because I'm jealous. I really, truly am because they're just like in their own world. And I'm like, God, I would, I would kill for that because I'm just dead inside all the time, all the time. I feel nothing. I except am, jealousy. I don't want to feel anything because if I do, I'll just start getting real depressed. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a terrible thing to be white. Trust me. Anyway, it's not uh, it's it's not as great as what everybody thinks it is, unless you're pulled over by a cop. Okay, if if that ever actually happens to you. And speaking <laughs> of cops, five. speaking of cops, let's get back to Die Hard here. So go, yeah, exactly. Go through, go through Die Hard. Finish up one. Go to two and three. There, we'll go through three with your experiences. 
Oh, three was uh, actually three was. Okay. Well, I'm sorry. Um, okay. Um, so okay. So one, I was young. Uh, in '88, I was in. It doesn't have to know. be when you came out. Just how it affected your life, I guess. Um, I feel as though I have to watch one, two, and three at least three times a year. Um, you know, and every Christmas I have to watch all three of them in a row. Yes, yes. I feel like that's become such a cliche, kind of like the bad Christmas sweater parties. But it was things I like when I was younger. Die Hard. We used to watch Die Hard as a, like on Christmas, like when I was right. young. And now it's just like right, Die Hard's one of my favorite Christmas movies. And it's like, ha, ha, ha. And it's like it's a stupid joke now. And I'm like. That still means something to me. <laughs> like, I hate it's that not it's a become. Joke. It's, I hate that it's, it's become cliche. It's reality. Yeah, I hate that now. But now, you know what I mean. Now it's become like a. People say that so they sound clever, and I hate it because it used to be like an actual thing, and now it's it has to be stupid. And and and, and, it, and like I was saying with the Christmas parties, ugly Christmas party sweaters, uh, Christmas sweater parties. <laughs> Where you would just wear ugly Christmas part, Christmas sweater, and it would be fun. And and now it's like commercial, and I just literally saw it on commercials, and it's in movies now. And it's just like, and you killed it. Good job. You had to cash in on it. I dude, I heard that one of my good friends, uh, he he met a girl, he got married to her, and all that. And now they go to Christmas party like sweater making parties, and they make their own sweaters with each other and. Uh, when I heard that, I'm like, we 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 have officially lost Mike. <laughs> Mike's gone. That is a so you have fun with your friends. I'm gonna go do literally anything else. I will blow dudes in an alleyway for an hour and a half while you're doing this shit. I'm not gonna be involved. For free. Yeah, I will pay them like uh, <laughs> basketball diaries. I will pay them. I'll pay a young DiCaprio to blow him, and then I will come back when you're done. I'll pick you up. Give a couple toots in the horn, and you you step out into the Camaro, and then we head out. I'm not going in for that no, shit. Camaro. What are they doing? Like cross stitching? What the fuck? How are they? I don't know how to do anything. I I can't knit, dude. No. If if I get a rip in my jeans in the trash, I can't yeah. fix that. I would make a cock sweater nine times out of ten, <laughs> just <laughs> with a button on it. it won't so it'll be a tree. It'll be yeah, a giant. It'll be cock. a tiny cock sweater. <laughs> <laughs> it's for it when it's like a big red sweater with a little cock right here. Well, I feel like when you like see the alligator, yeah, I've seen uh, like those little cock sweater things, you know, and they always make it for the erect penis. But what good is that going to do? It's already warm at that point. You want one for your, your, your tiny flaccid cock and balls. You don't want it for when it's fully enraged. Cause when it's fully enraged, you want that shit to be seen. So oh, unleash right. the sweater. Yeah, are I mean, are you a grower, not a shower as well? Yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah, I mean, dude, I'm I'm a woman half the time, you know, or most of the time actually. You ever get up ready to go? <laughs> you ever look at it and you're like, oh, yeah, poor it. guy. <laughs> yeah. Like, and then sometimes I go to the bathroom, like during the middle of the day, I'm like, hey, hey look at you, <laughs> like you, you've been working out. <laughs> like, <laughs> like every once in a while, I'll have a really good presentation, flash, and I'm like, I gotta get a picture of this bitch. Yeah, yeah, and just while it's peeing. Uh, yeah, yo. I mean, like, has your aim, like, you know, over the years, just gotten better or worse? Better, better. Yeah, me too. Like, I can just stand there, dude. I don't even, I don't even need to hold it anymore. Yeah, I feel like I remember being a kid. We're so off topic. Anyway, uh, 
I know. We have topic radio. Well, yeah, I was just going to say, when I was a little kid, I remember like sitting there with my arms on my hips and doing that little swivel thing with your hips and like going around <laughs> the bowl and like yeah. missing horribly half the time. That's what, so if you have an eight-year-old boy at your home right now, you know, he's in the bathroom, he's pissing all over your tile floor. It's a fact. The side oh. of your cabinets, it's just a piss fest. It is like a fucking weird German porn in your in your bathroom going on right now. And if there's a Christmas party and you have a cousin that is really close to your age, they are definitely going to pee together. Yes, definitely. It's, it's not a gay thing or nothing. It's just you, you just do it because yeah. it's like, yo, I I can I, write I, my initials real quick in the in the bowl. Watch. I never did that with anybody, but one time I had a Christmas party and then a bunch of terrorists broke in and and, and they disrupted the party. And go. Do they want a ransom or? Well, they want prisoners to be released from all over the world as a ruse for the for the FBI. Oh, right. And anyway, Die Hard with 2, the FBI go. playbook. <laughs> okay, so anyway, so. We're not going right, to get through so, these. <laughs> all right, Die Hard. Now, were you, now, I remember being blown away with the whole touch screen thing and. And I felt bad for him when, when he she was in the lobby. Plane. Yeah, yeah. I re- I remember back then being like, "Wow!" And it turns out it was just an iPad. Yeah. Um. And what about two? I want to finish yours, and then I'll go on the mine. Okay. Uh, two. Let's speed I up. actually didn't watch until after I seen three a hundred times. Oh, really? Yeah, I went from one to three. Uh, and three blew me the fuck away. I loved it, dude. Three is like the best out of all of them, as far as I'm concerned. Three is like on a whole nother level. I mean, one is great. Three is magnificent. Two is is, is cool. You know, four Timothy Leifam was in it, and five is I fucking no clue. Was it good? Oh, we'll get there. We'll get there, Frank. <laughs> but at any rate, um. There was a lot of, uh, I mean, Samuel L. Jackson breakout movie, really. I mean, yeah. yo, and here's here's another thing. Did you know that that was supposed to be Morpheus's role? Lo, 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 that that uh, would be terrible. He's so low key for that. <laughs> yeah, it wouldn't have worked. Do you know how boring that would be? He makes that movie. He really does. It's John McClane's movie, but he steals the show. He does. Yeah. Well, and it. Anyway, um, so I'll do mine in a hurry because he's still all the time. But I'm so, dude, we had no, plenty of time. Right we have talked about radio, baby. <laughs> die hard, die hard. I almost said it really strangely. Uh, sounds like Joey Bayhard. You, you die hard. Did, I'm sorry. You did say it strangely. Yeah, that was weird. Die hard for me. It was this weird kind of um, in the kind of the primordial ooze of my brain because it was like one of the first movies I saw. So I remember having this vivid, uh, reaction to, uh, I don't want to say reaction, a vivid memory of the, the shot of Hans Gruber falling off the, the, the the building there at the end, the slow motion. I didn't know. And then years later, cause this movie came out when I was four. So I remember, I don't know, the first movie I saw in the theater was Batman the next year. I remember that. Oh, you seen this in the theater? No, not this. Not Die Hard. Oh, okay. Um, okay. I saw, I'm saying, I just like kind of going through like a little little phase there of like my first memories of movies. 
So um, years later, like we're talking like a couple years into the 90s here, and I was like, I couldn't get that image out of my face. I'm like, what movie is that from? Like I could not forget it. And then I, and it was weird because I, I watched Die Hard a bunch, and I was like, I finally realized, I'm like, oh, <laughs> like that's what that was from. It was just a scene of Hans Gruber, and it was like, in, in, you know, like embedded into my brain. Just that, that shot of him falling, and I was like mesmerized by it. And then I learned to love the movie around it in a weird way. It's kind of a weird way to love a movie. Uh, no, I get it, though, because that scene's iconic, dude. It's, it is. I was like, oh, my God, it was so fucking... I, I still watch it. As an, like, I watched it a couple days ago when I was talking to you, and I, I still watch that scene of him falling. It is so beautiful. Because it's just it like, really is. It looks, it looks amazing. And, like, how his hair is, like, down, yeah. right? And then all of a sudden, it just flares up slowly because he's falling. It is beautiful. Duh. Yeah, and he's, like, slowly trying to point the gun at him while they're undoing the watch, and then they undo it, and he falls. We'll get into the specifics in a minute here. I just, I'm sorry, I'll fast forward. No, two, okay. two. I watched when I know we're after Die Hard. I, I liked it, but I was a little confused what was going on. It's a kind of a for a kid. It's got a lot more going on as far as what they're doing because you got the, the SEAL team or like the fucking whatever that uh, what's that big black dude? What's it, that's the actor's name? Whatever team, oh, whatever military team he was with, it was like, who's going on? And you got a, uh, some naked Tai Chi going on there with William Sadler. And then you have another group. I just couldn't quite follow it. It was a way more complex movie for a kid. And then three came out, and I was 11. And that's like prime age because that was like my age of HBO. We discussed this on the last, uh, when we did Under Siege 2, where it was like all these movies that were on HBO all the time. And I saw this Die Hard the Vengeance. Loop. Yeah. I saw Die Hard the Vengeance and I was like, holy shit. Like, it, I couldn't believe it. And I was like, it came out the same year as Bad Boys. And both of those movies, I just watched nonstop that whole year. And Bad Boys, I eventually stopped watching so much. Like, I've, I haven't seen it in a while now. I love the movie, but Die Hard the Vengeance, I could watch every single day and really have zero complaints. I have that movie memorized. Oh, it, yeah. it is by far my favorite Die Hard, and, and you get a lot of shit saying that. I posted something recently on Facebook and, and got some shit for like in three of the most. It's I don't know why because it it it, it it's in a, it's in a, it it literally is in a level stratosphere all by itself. So you were complaining before we started recording that Die Hard on IMDb only has an eight point two. Did you see the score for With a Vengeance? Go look at it and try not to shit yourself. Seven points. Yes. So they're saying it's, it's seventy-five, like seventy-six percent good. I I love. Okay, so now we'll start breaking down some of the movies. We'll do the first three together, and then we'll break down four and five after this because that'll go quick. Because we don't, you know, I don't know shit about them really. So yeah, <laughs> one is an amazing movie. Two is good but flawed. There's a lot of flaws in it. There really is. Oof. Three is an amazing, flawless movie for me. And what part of what makes one and three work so well together, first of all, same director, John McTiernan. Second one has Rennie Harlan, who's one of the worst directors. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, it's amazing he actually was able to pull it off. It's no cutthroat island. Um, are they, I've never is, seen it. Is he still married to Gina Davis? I, I have to imagine they're still married. I, I 
I don't know what else he would do that would be better. Anyway. His first name's Rennie. Yeah. I'm going to guess they're divorced. <laughs> Rennie's a divorcee name. Uh, yeah, oh, definitely. So one and three tie together so well. Name, Rennie. <laughs> <laughs> Will you let me finish? No. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> anyway, uh, I, was, I was trying to remember what I was uh, One and three tied together really well. Um. Because, like I said, same director. It's got the same pacing to it. It has the same. It has a brother of the same villain. It has um, kind of the same stakes. This three has you know increased and everything, but it's got a similar vibe to it. Two is kind of just a shoot 'em up. It's just a nonstop gunfire. It's a he blows up a plane. It's just. It's kind of like the the Bad Boys Two of the series, where it's just like mindless I action. Go that far. No, I don't. I also don't want to go that far. But it's kind of the the feeling you get when you watch it, where you're like, it's it's got the Die Hard feel to it. It's kind of like Diet Die Hard. It's got the feel, but it's <laughs> the calories die aren't there. Light. Yeah, you're just not getting the full the full experience. You're you don't you do know what I mean though? It's just like uh, no, I, know exactly I, I see the pieces are here, the frameworks here. It's kind of like they built the skeleton of a house, like they got the structure up. They just haven't finished it with all the same paint and the and the same the drywall's cheaper. They're doing thinner drywall. They're doing they're just not putting any real the details aren't there. They're not working that hard in the details. And and it sounds stupid for an action movie, but the details are die hard is what makes it die hard. Yeah, it's like it was already set up for him. He just needed to, you know, turn the camera on. Yeah. And it, it was, yeah. I will say this. Die Hard 2 could have been so much worse. It Great. could have been fucking terrible. In which case, no three. So I want to thank Rennie Harlan for doing, I believe, the best he could with his talent. <laughs> it sounds so insulting, but I mean it that way. Well, I do mean it is an insult. He's a terrible director. I almost said terrible person. I don't know that. But oh, look at his track record. Fuck that guy. Anyway. I mean, can, can you even remember what city that was in? Dulles Airport in Washington, D.C. Thank you. <laughs> I, I forgot. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, this is my life. The, this is what I like. And, and that's part of the problem for me was, okay, first one is in... Uh, LA, you know, John McClane moves from New York or doesn't move. He visits from New York to LA. He visits LA to see his wife who moved there, Holly Gennaro. She moved there for a job. He gets into some chaos and then that's the movie in LA. Second one, I couldn't figure out what the fuck was going on. For some reason, he, he went to DC from New York to visit his to, to visit the airport because his mother-in-law is flying there. And some reason Holly's inbound as well to the same airport. Yeah. There it, was nothing tying it into the diehard. Yes. Like, you know, they're from New York. She went to LA. What the fuck does DC have to do with anything? That's what I'm saying. Why have it in DC? I don't understand why they're there. Nobody understands. There's a scene in the opening where he's just sit, he's spouting out exposition to this fucking guy when his car's getting towed, and he's just like, "Hey, that's my mother-in-law's car," because <laughs> my wife's flying in here. I'm like, so he's staying with his mother-in-law to pick up his wife while she flies. Why is he there? <laughs> what? Why aren't they together? They're together in the movie. Yeah, and why? <laughs> and why are all the cops 
like a stereotype <laughs> Chicago cop. Yeah. The Chicago cops in DC, which is several hundred miles away. Like, yeah. Oh God. And that's what I'm seeing. That's what I'm saying there is it has all the framework for Die Hard. It's just missing those details. It has the most expositional dialogue in the beginning that I could not follow, even though he's just like basically saying, like, here's why I'm here. Oh, and also this, like just saying it out like a text manual. I don't know why he's in DC. The third one, I like it because he's completely detached from that life. He's a fucking like train wreck at this point. He's hung over. He's, he's in his home over. turf. It's the first time we see John McClane, a New York cop in New York. And you see him in his environment. It's, it's, that's what makes it so fascinating to me. They didn't cop out and go to a third city for no reason. That's not his hometown. He's not a fish out of water at this point. Which oh, sounds like right a, at home. Yeah, it sounds like it could be a complaint that he's not a fish out of water again, but it, it works so well because it's him like giving up on life at this point. It really seems like. I, I love it. I don't know. It's and the, and the rest of them are just what the fuck ever. By the way, Phoenix, do you have any, do you have any Tylenol? I've had a bad fucking <laughs> headache all day. <laughs> it's a lucky day. Keep, keeps the bottle. Yeah. Keeps the bottle. Too bad it says, uh, Norte de Bortes. Uh, North of the border. Yeah. It's a, uh, <laughs> I, why I have no idea, but I didn't care because it was because he had one bullet left and he had <laughs> to say yippee kaye motherfucker. And of course, John McClane can shoot a, an electrical wire off of a uh, he had, very he had two tall, bullets left. Yeah, <laughs> very tall like pole. So yeah, it's at a pole. It's a colored color light. Color. I don't know why their their electrical lights are colored like Christmas tree strands. I don't want to get what's going on there in Canada at this cheap motel that for some reason has its own like medical suppository because <laughs> of <out> Tylenol. <laughs> I don't get that at all. But whatever, you know, you kind of accept these things in the moment. It didn't really bother me. When you think about it, you're like, why did they have Tylenol with their their name on it? Whatever. Okay. Well, no, no, because because uh, Simon suffers from migraines. Yeah, but why does the hotel have its own label on a box, a bottle of uh, fucking Tylenol? Is that the I Canadian never got way? it, but <laughs> never know. cared. Yeah, I, I also didn't. In, in number three, uh, so number one, it's Hans Gruber, and then he kills him at the end. Uh, number two is not related in any way. Number three has Hans's brother. Simon Gruber, born Simon Gruber. He's killing, he's trying to kill John McClane also while he's still trying to steal from the Federal Reserve in New York. He, Not trying. They successfully yeah, did it. It's true. That's true. The, the, he, it's, it's uh, Jeremy Irons who is, and then he also, they also have a, a female Jeremy Irons, which I found to be fascinating. She was sexy as fuck, wasn't it's, she? It's just a female Jeremy Irons. I couldn't figure out why they have someone that looks exactly like him, just female form. <laughs> so weird. Uh, I, I would, dude. You, you should would. fuck her. She looks like she she likes to be violently fucked. By the way, by the way, they're interrupted by John McClane at the air. I love air. to violently fuck. So I yeah, do not. Man. I'm not. I like to keep my violence and my sex separate. I don't know. Oh, or, you know, together. the violence first, amazing. you know, when you slaughter the woman and then sex after with her. 
You got to keep them separate. I don't want to mix them. It's, it's so confusing. I'm, I don't want to chop off my own dick. That's just a whole thing. Yeah, I, I don't want to. No, I, I'm not saying mix them pain with it because I'm not a sadist or anything. Yeah, yeah. But, you know. I am a masochist, though. The harder, the better, I say. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, no. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, no. Yeah, yeah, no. No, no, so yeah. You're a, so what you're saying is you're a tender lover. <laughs> uh, no, no. I'm a... I'm a selfish. <laughs> I'm a... I, I go first. You're on your own. <laughs> I go first. And if you're not even there, that's fine, too. <laughs> See, I might just finish myself off. You need off. to go four times before I can even bother. So I'm, I'm a giver. You're trying you to get know. late on this show. <laughs> <laughs> I, hey, dude, I, I fucked last night. I'm right. asexual now. I'm good. I don't need it. I don't give a shit it, it, anymore. So you're, 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 like, you're like Varus? Who? Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I'm a eunuch. Nice, nice. Yeah, it's a chop and, Perhaps a mermaid or merman, but you know, I guess we'll have to wait for season eight. <laughs> Speaking of merman, have you seen the trailer for the new uh, Justice League movie? Uh, I mean, dude, what the it, fuck is going on this, in that trailer? I could not follow anything that was happening at this point with the whole Marvel thing and all the. I I've I've I have totally uh, missed. Excuse the boat, me, dude. it's it's DC. It's not Marvel, it's DC. Is it? I'm see what I mean? I have no idea. I don't even know who's in it. I mean, the only one I... Which one has um, Jeremy Renner in it? That's Avengers. See, I watched that one. But that's because of Jeremy Renner. It's my the, other man crush. Yeah, okay, that's weird. So uh, I have two of them. Well, your your no, weird-looking man crush? Dude, he's hot. He's I mean, fucking he's weird. He looks like an impish elf, dude. He looks like he was squeezed out of Matt Damon or something. He just has this Matt weird look Damon. to him. <laughs> yeah. He looks like that. The puppet Matt Damon. Uh, is, the, is Matt Damon a good actor? I like Matt Damon. I like him just fine. Yeah. Uh, uh, anyway, what I was going to say was the, the Wonder... Not Wonder Woman. I haven't seen that yet. The Justice League trailer. It's, it's got Wonder Woman. It's got Aquaman. It's got... I don't think they're doing uh, Green Lantern or anything. But it's got Batman. Nope, no. Shit like that. Um, so it's got Ben Affleck. So close enough to Matt Damon. Anyway, the trailer. I'm whoa, on, whoa, time out. Did you just say, did you just say that Matt Damon and Ben Affleck are interchangeable one and the same? They were see? in Dogma together. Sure. And, and Goodwill Hunting. Okay, yeah, but I don't. And Chase and Amy. Okay, yeah. Um, Matt Damon is Bob such Strike a back. better actor than, than Ben Affleck. I like, I like Ben Affleck. He's a, I think he's just stick to directing, my, my personal. <laughs> He's a really good director. Can't fucking deny that. Anyway, anyway, let's get back to this. Uh, the trailer was going on, and I was sitting there watching it, and I'm like, it, I felt like I was watching a, a random scene out of Transformers. Because I was like, what the fuck is happening? Is this shit flying through the air? And I'm like, I have no idea what I'm looking at. I couldn't focus on it. It's like for people with like spastic ADD. Like, it was fucking so aggressively insane and incoherent. I was getting, vi- like, angry. I was getting angry. I I felt like a crazy old man, like old man Phoenix over here, just like, what? what's going on? Like, I couldn't, f- I'm like, there's so many colors and, and Aquaman flying. I'm like, the motherfucker's in the ocean. Why is he flying? I couldn't figure out 
anything that was happening. I was getting so mad. And they played the trailer like six times during the NBA game I was watching the other day during open night when the guy broke his fucking leg that we were talking about oh. before we recorded. Uh, before Gordon Hayward broke his goddamn leg. And I could not goddamn focus. And I was getting like <laughs> like sh- angry shakes. And I'm like, oh, I hate this. I don't want to watch this. I am so aggressively done with superhero movies. And I realize I'm ranting and screaming into the microphone right now. I am so goddamn done that I, I went and saw the, the most recent Spider-Man, Spider-Man, as I call him, movie with my nephew because he wanted to go watch it. And my brother wanted to go watch it. So I was like, yeah, we'll go watch it. I don't care. I don't, I'm not going to, you know, actively go against them. But I was like, yeah, we can go. And it was fine. But as far as, like, I saw Sinister, what's or Suicide Squad. I almost said Sinister Squad, which is a, a ripoff of that movie that he did in this very show right here. <laughs> but I was, I, I fucking hated it. And I, I saw the, the second Avengers movie. I, I, didn't, I didn't hate it, but I couldn't follow what the fuck was happening. And the second Thor, like all these Thor movies. And I'm like, I don't know what's going on. It's a shit flying from the sky and people fight it off and it works out in the end. And what's a Ragnarok? Uh, it's a racist term. Against, is it really? Against people from, no, I have no idea. <laughs> I don't know what it is. I have no idea. Well, Ragnarok. I'm like, okay, Ragnarok. What the, f- so he's battling a rock with a rag. I think it's when you, you fuck someone on their period. Oh, that's just—I call that fun. See, it's a rag and a rock. Yeah, I call that you know mining for copper. <laughs> Can you rag my rock? You know, yeah, dude. As long as yeah, you know, it's just a whole lot of copper. This got gross. <laughs> <laughs> um, lots of mining for copper in Arizona, though. I'll tell you that. Fuck yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't. That means I, I. I thought copper was a mixture of two different metals. Like a heavy and, and death? No, like legitimately, like isn't copper like a mixture of like iron, like iron and bronze or some shit? I don't know. You know what? I'm an electrician. I I'm a scientist. I, I definitely know this. It's when you fuck a girl on a period. That's what it is. Copper comes from that. We all know that. It's, yeah. it's a historical what, fact. It tastes like. Um, it's true that pennies taste like that. If you, uh, anyway, Die Hard. We, we really should get back to anything Die Hard related. <laughs> We're so so far into this. We're so uh, give me a give me a penny for your thoughts about Die Hard. Ugh, ugh. Don't talk about that episode. <laughs> Don't talk about that episode or pennies at this point. Penny. Um, so <laughs> Die Hard one. Uh, I think. Do we have anything to say about that? There's. It's very quotable. Die Hard one. Okay. No. Yeah. That's a good. That's a good topic there, Frank. Uh, favorite scene. Do you have a favorite scene picked out? Because I want to think about mine. Yeah. My favorite scene from Die Hard one would be um, when <clears throat> he gets all the explosives. For some reason, he uses a computer monitor. I, I don't know why. And he puts the C4 and. I don't care how many of those detonators he sticks into the one block of C4. It's it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. You're going to get the same explosion, whether one or yeah, 15 yeah. of them go off. Yeah. Right. It And fuck it. He's just stabbing them. And he's like, fuck it. He's like, yeah, here you go. I think he puts three pod. in there. Yeah. And I love how he pushes it. He pushes the in fucking the chair. chair. 
Yeah. Yeah. And he watches it just fall. And, and he's so like, it. oh, oh shit. Sure. <laughs> yeah. And, and then he's like, our spotters say you got three with that blast. Like, how the fuck can you see <laughs> yeah. anything? It's a big mirror building tower thing. He spotters. That always what? bothered me, too, because they have this head count. And he's like, he, we have a man inside. He's like, fucking Carl Winslow goes, we have a man. Don't forget about our man inside. <laughs> he's like, who? He's like, we think he's a cop. <laughs> and then when he says that and he talks about, He's the reason you're looking at nine men instead of 12 or something like that. And I was like, okay, so those are quantifiable because John has confirmed them. The one you're mentioning is just conjecture, just pure conjecture. Our spotters. (laughs) Yeah, that line has always bothered me as well. Um, My favorite scene, I I think, is going to be a serious scene. It's not so much a jokey, you know, it's my favorite scene, Uh haha. Is when he he he, uh, he meets Hans for the first time, and Hans does his American voice. What was his name? Do you remember his name, real quick? Uh, Clay. John. It wasn't Clay. It wasn't John Clay. It was no, a, no, no, Bill, it, Clay, Clay, Bill Clay. Bill Clay. Bill Clay. But but he got it because it was said William Clay, and I love how he changed the William to Bill. Yeah, that was so cool. I like that. I, can't I, I, can't, I don't know. I can't why. believe I remember that. I, wow. Yeah, I was, I'm, I'm proud of you. Um, I, like, I, like, I don't know why I like that detail in the movie so much. I just liked it. That's you know? what I'm saying. That's why it's my favorite scene because there's so many things going on right there. Because he starts doing like the he sees the he hears John behind him and he's like, oh shit, and you kind of see him go like, oh god, oh god, you're one of them, are you? You're one of them. <laughs> he does this like super American voice. Uh, would that be the Philadelphia accent that he's doing? Is that what he's? Oh my God! Yeah, that's isn't that what he's You're doing? Wanna, don't kill me, please! Don't kill me! <laughs> isn't that what he's doing though? Uh, <laughs> Why is that a Philadelphia thing? I don't know. I just assume that's a Philadelphia accent. Like when you hear the Philadelphia accent, it's always like the <laughs> like when they do it and it's always sunny. It's always, it reminds me of that. Anyway, uh, they film it's always sunny in L.A. By I know, the way. no, I know. Uh, the the creator is from Philadelphia, so he's got the you know he knows how to do the accent. Anyway, wait, who is the creator anyway? Which one is it? Um, is it Mac? Yeah, yeah, it's Mac. It's Rob McLanner. And then uh yeah, so far, okay. he's he's from Philadelphia. That's why they said it there. Uh anyway. Uh that scene and he kinda and I love scenes where you think they're fooling somebody, but really they are aware of what's going on the whole time. You just don't ever see it until the turn because John McClane is sitting there watching and he gives him the gun and you're like, Oh, John. And then he realizes you realize, oh, he knew it the whole time because he gave him an empty gun. <laughs> like Yeah. I love now, that shit. I I I've been I've been wondering I wouldn't want to ask this question for a while and get an actual answer. Okay. How, when did John McClain figure out that Bill Clay was full of shit and gave him an empty gun? When? I what, assume what it was the second one, the first syllable out of his mouth when it sounds exactly like Hans on the radio. His accent's different, but that voice is so unmistakable. I don't know anyone else really that sounds is. like him. It's, it's no. There's nobody. So honestly, I think it was that. Like Alan Rickon's voice is very, very distinguishable. I can't imagine he would have went that long. But I, that's, I, it's one of those scenes I sit there and watch every single time I watch it, and I go I try to pinpoint the moment. And I it's have, just I think it's got to be instantaneous. Yeah, maybe it was like a cop instinct. Yeah, I was or just something. gonna say that. Yeah, you're you're exactly right. I think it's. He's, you know, you deal with, like, I, I, 
for a while there, I worked at a gas station, and you even I could point out when people were making shit up. So a cop has just got to be like fucking Sherlock, like Sherlock Holmes. You got to be like so good at that. You got to be able to spot that shit. He's looking at shit you're not even thinking about. And yeah, you know Hans Gruber is not used to like he's lying and he's used to like manipulating, but not like acting and shit like that. So he's got to be just. He's not on the level that John is at that point. Because probably in his head, he's like, what were you doing on the roof, Hans? Yeah. <laughs> he's like, that's up to the man upstairs. Man upstairs. What are you doing upstairs, Han? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. Yo, Al, Al, you know, just, uh, just, just uh, lay low. I'll, I'll uh, call you back. I got to check on something. I love it because when he says that, he's like getting into something really deep. <laughs> he's like, shut up for a while, Al. <laughs> like, Jesus Christ. Uh, or Powell. Uh, yeah, the couple, that's my favorite scene probably in that movie. Also, you know, when he does, the whole ending is amazing. Just the whole ending when it plays out. Just the whole gun, but, the laughing, and then eventually Han starts to laugh as well. And then... Uh, did Holly laugh? Or was Holly just like, what the fuck? No, Holly was like, oh, and she kind of realized what was going on there when he's like, he just starts laughing. He's like, she, and she kind of realizes something's going on there, and he does that little head nod, and he, he yells, Holly. And then, uh, yeah, I love that whole scene. It's a yeah. great ending to a great, like, I almost wish when his, I guess it was a Beretta or a Glock, I don't know anything about guns. But when, you know, the clip was empty, the gun, you know, the gun, you know, how you cock it back, you know, it yeah. cocks back automatically, right? And he blows it out. Like, Happy trails, Hans. That one? Yeah, it's like, I wish he didn't blow at the gun, you know? No, he was doing that oh, because whatever. he was making, the whole movie, the this whole movie and the, uh, the second one there is kind of making fun of the whole cowboy thing. This movie really takes that on. That's why he goes by Roy. That's why he does all the... Yeah. That's why he even says, says Yippee-ki-yay, motherfucker, to begin with. So everything feels earned, and that's why he blows the, 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 the gun smoke away. He's actually just kind of playing into the, the thing that Han said. So this would be the only movie in history it doesn't bother me in because it's be, it's referencing something that came up naturally throughout the story other than just blowing the smoke away for no reason. I mean, you're right. It never really bothered me. I was just like, I, I almost wish he didn't do it, but him yeah. doing it didn't bother me at all. It yeah. was earned. It was earned. Yeah. Yeah. It, that's it's what I'm fit. saying. It's earned it. If it's earned, I don't care. Um, what yeah. I was going to say is, this is going to sound so weird. I don't know if, if I should even describe this, but it, it, it's remember I was saying those small things are what pays off for me. Yeah. When he does that whole swings down on the fire rope and goes to the window, he kicks in the window with his bare feet, and then the, the hose reel falls down and pulls him down. The small oh stuff God, I love. Oh, God, please don't let me die. <laughs> yeah. The small stuff I love is that, <clears throat> this just sounds so stupid, but I, I seriously love this because it's the small details. Is When he lands inside the window, he lands on a ceiling tile. I don't know if you've ever noticed that. When he's being pulled out the window by it, he's, he's, he's laying on a ceiling tile. That is such a small attention to detail that I love because 99% of directors, of writers, would not think of that because an explosion just happened right there. The ceiling tile would have shook loose. Yeah. So when he lands on that, I'm like, holy shit, they thought of like 
There's that, I don't know. That, that little small stuff really adds up in a movie. And it actually, and it, and instead of like it pulling him, like him just being on the floor, now it gave you another element of now he's on a ceiling tile that's on the floor it's and they're slippery. Him. So, yeah, exactly. It makes it even worse. You yes. Know? That's what I'm saying. It's those that small attention to detail that you're not even thinking about the first time you watch the movie. Guarantee it. And then when I watch it, like, you know, more and more and more, I'm like, that is really fucking genius that they, that they cared enough to do that. And the second one does not have that. No. <laughs> Just doesn't. He, he lights a, a, a pile of gas, a pile, a pool of gasoline in the snow and it just trails up into a plane. And and how does he know that he's not in the middle of that line of, of gasoline? Because he just lights it, and he's in the middle. Like, it's halfway through his torso. And he's just like, it doesn't go behind him, like light him on fire or anything. It just starts where he is because he's there. So why not? And by the way, jet fuel doesn't burn like that. Exactly, yes. Uh, yeah, it's, it's kerosene, really. Yeah. It, all jet fuel is. That's what I'm saying. The whole The whole second movie, it's entertaining. It's more of a popcorn movie than the first movie. It's got the sequelitis a little bit. It's just not. I didn't hate it. No, no, no. It is definitely watchable. For some yeah. reason, it's only a 7.1 compared to Die Hard 3, 7.6. can't figure that shit out. <sighs> it's like I'm looking at it right now. It's like 7.6. I just want to, like, and this is a touchscreen computer, <laughs> and I just want to put my fist fucking through it. You want to fist it? But then I go to Die Hard 2 and 7.1, and I feel better about it. Um, But you know that that one actor, what the hell is his name? Uh, He was was one of the bad guys, um, one of the villains. Um, Which one? He's in in, uh, Shawshank Redemption. William Sadler, okay. Okay. Wow. Dude, you're, yeah. Yeah, his name's Stewart. I didn't even know that. His name was Stewart in the movie. I was... Let me, yeah, I guess I'm looking at IMDb right now. And yeah, I always thought it was S-T-E-W, but it's S-T-U-A-R-T. It doesn't really matter when you say it out loud, like Stuart Stewart, you know? Yeah. Anyway. But I can't believe you pulled out William Sadler. Like, I'm so bad with names. Shawshank's like, my favorite movie, so it's. Well, me too, dude. I, and he was on like, the Jeff Foxworthy show, which he was watched growing up. Hell yeah, he was. I, <laughs> yeah. I forgot all about that. Yeah. Hell yeah. yeah. This is how my brain works. This is how I was raised. <laughs> like it's like, dude, like, do you know how many movies I've seen with Michael Fassbender in it? And I had and I've heard the name Michael Fassbender for years. And I never knew who the fuck he was yeah. until about eight months ago when we did Prometheus and Pez told I seen his name. I literally figured out who Michael Fassbender <laughs> was eight months ago. Yeah. That's yeah, how, that's how uh, I am I, with I, like super famous women. So for some reason, actresses, I actively try not to learn their names because they come and go so quickly. Except for Charlize Theron. Oh, definitely, dude. She's a jerk off material. Dude, uh, okay, everybody's fallen in love with Charlize Theron, and she has done so many. I've asked other people this, uh, and I always get different answers. Like, she plays so many different roles. She's so versatile. So, what Charlize Theron. Um, like movie or, or, you know, like what, what, like how she acted or whatever, like Southern fried or hardcore or bad bitch or villain or just sex. Like, when did you fall in love with Charlize Theron? Um, oh man, somewhere around devil's advocate. 
rock and roll. Right. She, I um, do remember. I do remember vividly jerking off to that movie because she gets naked in the church. Fuck yeah, she does. And uh, with a lot of like, wasn't she all fucked up? Yeah, yeah, she was fucked up. And then, uh, and uh, yeah, I, which is very confusing to be jerking off to a movie with Al Pacino in it because I feel like he's shaming your dick. Like, what, what are you do? doing? Like nothing else. Yeah. I'm sorry. Devil advocate. <laughs> I'm a fan of man. <laughs> yeah, just like she's I'm sorry, Al. <laughs> when you lay off, Al. <laughs> this ties on the diehard. Anyway, uh <laughs> the, You gotta fuck your sister now. Oh god, that ending. When they like have that redhead girl and he's like, You gotta fuck her. <laughs> like, I don't Oh, and they're like they're statues and they turn into people and they Oh my god, the whole movie. We could do a whole movie review about that one. I could watch that movie. No, we need to do a whole movie review of Devil's Advocate. That's what we need to do next after Die Hard, like a week or so from now. A movie where it predicted the future, kind of, because in two separate. I'm looking up in the air for for you, Frank, because I'm trying to think. There's there's a bunch of different trials in that movie. One of them is a priest. Was he a priest who molested that girl? Yes. Do you remember? She ended up lying about it, though. And then the next trial they show, she did. She admitted it. And then the next, the next trial was Jeffrey Jones in a murder, I believe. The guy from Beetlejuice. and uh, He was in Beetlejuice, right? Jeffrey Jones? He's Tim Burton. Uh, he's, he's in every Tim Burton movie. He's in, like, Shallow, or what the fuck's that movie called? Uh, the Pumpkinhead dude, dude, Sleepy Hollow. Um, he's, in, he's in every Tim Burton movie. Um, I oh, was <laughs> no, it's it's uh, Jeffrey Jones. He he. So he had these these two scenes in this movie. If you combine them, because Jeffrey Jones was accused of sexually assaulting a bunch of children, so it was very weird for me because I'm like, oh, it's just like a little fold in this movie, like I'm, the the last page of a Mad magazine. If we just folded these two scenes together, it would be perfectly lined up. Uh, it just would have been so fitting. See, I never paid much attention to the to the court scene in the beginning or the end. There's like three of them. I just watched it a couple of years ago, having not watched it for you know like a decade, and I was like, oh, there's so many court scenes in this movie. I don't remember. There's so many, and then they have the and voodoo, the guy who cut the head off the goat, a trial for him too. And I was like, God damn, there's so many trials. What accent was Keanu Reeves going for? He was going for. Uh, he if failed. I remember, it was Tennessee. Tennessee was he was from? I don't or know. Tex- Tex- Texas, Texas. I mean, I'm just tra- a country. I mean, he's do. He's almost doing foghorn leghorn. Like I'm from the country. I do say yes. It's like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, Christ, dude, you're terrible. Vanity, my favorite sin. Yeah. <laughs> Let me say this uh, on the record. I love Keanu Reeves. I don't. Hey, so do I. He he seems like the greatest guy. Like I've heard so many interviews with him. He he is such a lovable guy, and kudos to him. He's been through a lot. Uh, like genuinely been through a lot. Yeah, yeah, definitely. If you ever look into his look into his you know, what's happened to him recently, I will. Um, remember, yeah. He he seems like such a sweetheart, and he's like so interested in people and like the things they do, and he's like so really hard worker. Like he, he, all those stunts in John Wick, he did on his own. He trained him, like he gets himself trained for all this shit. And then you see him try to do anything where it's not like anything with with dramatic flair to it. And you're like, 
you have I just feel like you should stay on your course because your course is fucking awesome. Like the Matrix, you for you in the Matrix is really amazing. Well, the first one. Yeah. Yeah, but the, I don't blame him for the second or third one at all. It's the it's the writing and the directing that are dog shit. I like the second one. The second one's fun. Second one was cool. Watchable. But anyway, I don't blame him for those at all. I blame the directors. Um they were having a change of heart and sexual organs at the time. Was that one big orgy with, during the dance scene after Morpheus did that awful speech? Uh, when they're all in like fucking weird see-through clothing? That was in... That was in two, yeah. yeah. And they're all just grinding fucking... And the last 45 minutes is a goddamn one scene on a freeway. That was badass. That was Sorry. badass. They built a yeah. like five mile freeway just for that. Anyway, holy shit, we are so far away removed from Die Hard. Well, <clears> radio, baby, losing my losing my voice here. Um, <laughs> my, my voice is dying. Hard. Okay, so 